episode 31 of the Inside Ride a Top 20 Training Podcast. Um, goodness sakes, it's chilly here in Minnesota. Um, our lakes are iced and so are our sidewalks. Goodness sakes. But we're resilient people up here. Yes, we are, and we persevere, which is at the heart of the content we're going to share today. This week, it's just a nice little gift to Tom and I, chopping it up about teaching in regards to one particular roadblock that impacts almost every student. And we would then go on to talk about how it impacts adults. It's the idea of confusion. So buckle up, enjoy, take some notes, share it out, subscribe it up. Thanks so much for being along for this week's ride. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another intermittent episode of the Inside Ride, a Top 20 Training Podcast. Good to see you, Mr. Tom Cody. How's it going, buddy? Well, I have a voice and face made for the radio, so this is perfect to run a podcast. We see each other, but we don't see you listeners out there, but I'm sure you're looking fine, especially (laughs) if you're enjoying this beautiful Minnesota winter. Oh, yeah. We all listen between too cold, too snowy, and today we're greeted with too icy. Yep, yep. To to the listeners that are not in the great state of Minnesota, uh, we woke up to a thick, thick layer of ice on everything. Walked outside, dog slips. Go to start the van, gonna need a chisel. It was a. It's a, one of those aggressive Minnesota days where you just kind of look around. And you go, huh? Are, are you confused at all by this, Kevin? <laughs> to be honest, no. Well, then we. <laughs> to be but, honest, no. But this is our topic today, and Kevin's going to tee us up. We're going to talk a little bit about confusion today. Yeah, which is a hot topic, I think, about this time of year in every school in the country. And, definitely, uh, and even beyond school. So, and I think you know, this is definitely our conversation is going to going to be tailored to education as the context, but the concept of confusion is one that is relevant to everything. So top 20 training, we train in majority of schools, teams, uh, with students, faculty, staff, but we also do a ton of work in businesses, communities, counties, et cetera. And this topic is, is definitely relevant because confusion is is one of the roadblocks that gets in folks way so let's let's back up the train let's let's go back i'm going to go back i'll go back 35 years to mr tom cody being a math teacher just tom what did you see from your students as um as you're laying out material uh and and in math as other subjects, it starts ratcheting up, gets a little more more difficult. What what are the variety of responses you saw from all kinds of students? Well, you know, well, mathematics is interesting because it's a very it's a very polarizing subject. There are very few people that will say, "I'm very average at math." Either you're terrible at math or you're amazing at math. Hmm. It's really not that in between. We get in history, Spanish. You don't ever hear anybody say, "I'm just." terrible at Spanish. I mean, it's math. There's a dividing road. And so once you're confused in math, and there wasn't a ton of confusion when you begin your little counting to 10. And but once confusion hits, you see a variety of survival techniques. Uh, The kids will quit or they think it's stupid or math is stupid or you're stupid. Uh, There's all kinds of things you see in kids in high school, where I spent 90% of my career, where high school mathematics is very difficult 
for some kids, most kids, almost all kids. Mm -hmm. And there's a variety of quitting, blaming, uh, frustration. I mean, it's not a happy place for a lot of the campers in a math class because math is very linear. Here's the other problem with math that you don't get in, in English. If I, if I'm terrible at prepositions in English and the next unit is on Beowulf, or right. something, you, you don't need lesson a to get to lesson B. Right. Math is like building a house. And so if you screw up in the basement and you're not with the teacher in the foundation, then you can't be putting up the rafters yep. two weeks later, you know? So it's really a strange, weird really negative experience and then throw in a dysfunctional teacher like I was back 35 <laughs> years ago. And now a kid raises their hand and they're just irritating me. If it's all about me, if it's all about getting to page 400, then confusion becomes my enemy because this kid's slowing me down. Like get this kid out of here. Yeah. I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, how did it feel to you as an educator when kids didn't get it or were confused? Well, it depends if you're Tom 1.0 or Tom 2.0. So, like you're, you're so 1.0, 1.0. So pre your awakening, yeah, you're, you're irritating me. Shut up. Like, stop it. Go, go get a tutor. Go, go away. And Tom, because, what does that, what, what does that do to students? Well, I would say it was not uh, empowering their human development. Sure. It was, it was all, but back then it was all about me. It was all about, we got to get to the end of the book. Uh, I taught this. See, there's a huge difference between teaching and learning. Yeah. And and I was teaching. I'm right. not sure there was all that much learning. Now, there's mm -hmm. some because some kids survived me in my dysfunctional way. But now you cut ahead to Tom 2.0. Well, know. time out. Before 2.0, let me just yeah. say this. To, to shed light on the complexities of teaching, Tom was describing himself in his in an ineffective place at that particular time in his life where he was the kids irritating him you you weren't listening kid you know taking it almost personally you know even if he wasn't responding that way the students this is how complicated teaching is the students are sitting there and having their own internal battle because they don't get something and they're comparing themselves to the kids next to them they're they're wondering why they aren't good enough why they aren't smart enough so there's this wild, wild storm occurring because they're confused. And in their heads, they don't have the capacity to to fully understand that moment. And then if you have a teacher, like in Tom's example, that is maybe handling it in a way that isn't very effective, that's when you get kids going into the shell. You get kids, quote, disengaging. You know, I was the classic disengaged kid because I would just go to survive mode. I don't get it. I feel bad about myself. What can I do in this moment? Well, I can make everyone laugh. I can smart smart off to the teacher. Then I'm booted out. Then I'm even further behind in math. Now I don't get it even more. So, so it's so complex, this thing called teaching, because while you're delivering content as a teacher, these kids are, are, are just putting it on the chopping block and, and attaching meaning to it in the moment and, and oftentimes creating false beliefs. So Tom, fast forward. Well, wait, I, let me give you an example first. Kevin, you're in my class in 1985. I'm out of control. I'm broken. My wheels have come off. Now I'm going real fast because we got a special schedule and there's a fire drill and whatever. And now you get your hand up. And you yeah. say something like, "I, Mr. Cody, I just I lost you. What's a parabola? Whatever. 
a normal response from me to that would have been, well, Kevin, I, I, I did it in English yesterday. Maybe we'll try Portuguese next. Hmm. Now, you think Kevin, you think Kevin's going to raise his hand again? No, but neither is Gina sitting next to Kevin going to raise her hand either. Right. I, I eliminated questions. I, I just didn't tolerate confusion. And that that made a whole bunch of kids that, that caused a whole bunch of kids to either uh, withdraw, quit, stop trying, you know. So there are educators out there that aren't handling confusion very well. And there are students that don't know or understand confusion. And we're going to get to that. But let's go to let's go to 2.0, Tom. Well, once I woke up and started, I, I became much more into learning than teaching in the last one third of my career. I would say my finest hour, and by the way, those kids treat me different at the Minnesota State Fair when they run into me. Once I got into learning, I had to differentiate what I was doing. I had to try new ways. We had extra help sessions. I was around school more helping kids. I got them acquainted with Khan Academy, the online service that would support what I was doing. It was a different experience, and, and confusion was then welcomed. One quick example is Kevin has his hand up, and I say, Kevin, you got a question? Yes. Meanwhile, some kid on the other side of the room would yell out, one, two, three, and everybody would clap in unison. One, two, three, clap, to celebrate the question. That was hmm. a ritual we established in our classroom. Instead of me saying, let's do it in Portuguese, instead yeah. of was yay, yay for a question, and it made it almost a governor on my craziness to say, sure. you know, and we're going to have the kids support this in a way. So even if I, if my wheels came off, maybe theirs didn't. And so right. we could have a positive experience around confusion. And but you know what? We're getting way ahead of ourselves because people yep. who heard us speak know about my quote transformation. Sure. Some of you may not like what you got better. Yeah. <laughs> like, long story short, I stopped being a, a-hole so <laughs> well but, let me tell you the benefit too of that little clap thing even though i wasn't a kid in your class but i was definitely a kid in a class that if someone all of a sudden clapped i would have been brought right back to class because i was too busy thinking about paula abdul and yeah. burgers you know what yeah. i mean no and, there's a ton of research and we could yeah. get into the whole thing about auditory and, mm -hmm. and synapses and it, we're not going to get all scientific here but it was a little thing that was a big thing. Yeah. So long story short, let's break down confusion for the listeners. Let's do it. Confusion is this thing. Everybody picture, and again, you're driving a car or whatever you're doing, sitting in the basement. Picture a mountainside, you know, a slope. And think of the bottom of that hill being, I don't get it. And the top of the hill being, oh, my goodness. Aha, I get it. But halfway up the hill, lives this little troll called what kevin who's who's under the bridge halfway up the hill it's the troll called confusion and now mind guy, you yeah mind you it's halfway up because you have to start climbing you understand so a student in a class with new content or 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 any level of content they're at the bottom they don't get it no matter their experience they're just learning it and so they climb they climb this little mountain so picture them climbing the mountain now we get to troll of confusion we call it the valley of confusion now Tom mentioned at the top is this cool, aha, I get it. The only way you get it is if you get through the valley of confusion. And the only way to get through the valley of confusion is to not stop. <laughs> you have to continue trying. So what do we have to tell kids about confusion, Tom? 
Well, it, again, it's natural and necessary. Write this down if you're a pencil person. Confusion is not just in the way. It's natural and necessary to anything you learn. Uh, here's three examples. Walk, talk, bike. Mm-hmm. You learn to walk by being confused and falling down. You learn to talk by saying goo-goo for dog. And then somebody fixed that, and suddenly you could say dog. You learn to ride a bike by falling off your bike, hopefully on the grass, not the cement. Bingo. This is how we learn everything. But the kids forget this. My three grandkids, Lucy, Sam, and Charlie, which sounds like a Peanuts cartoon, but that's yeah. the real names. Those three learn all the time because they don't have a problem climbing the hill of confusion. They learn everything this way. The problem is by the time they're 10 years old, older and they're freshman, sophomore, junior, suddenly they're going to find a negative uh, experience associated with confusion that doesn't exist in preschool. Mm-hmm. So something along the way makes confusion the enemy, mm-hmm. makes that mean troll your enemy. Um, when you're little, confusion is your friend, you know? So what happens? Well, so so let's go to a kid real quick. Let's let's unpack it a little more because because you, kid tying a shoe, like little Colin Brennan, my son, he can now tie shoes. So he's at the top of the mountain. But when he was in the middle of the Valley of Confusion, he'd sit there, he'd try to tie it, he'd do the little rabbit thing. He would do this, he would get frustrated, he would ask mom and dad to tie it. And, and that experience doesn't feel good, you know? And so as a kid in math, a kid in, in Shakespeare, a kid in speech, whatever it is, you start not only battling that you don't understand it, like I don't get the math, Mr. Cody, but you're now also dealing with this feeling of, wow, I'm not good enough. That means something's wrong with me that I don't get it because I look around and everyone else gets it. So we got a double battle going on here. Now, we educators call that disengagement, and it, it's true, but it's so darn complicated because we're talking about a belief in someone to keep moving. So Tom said, we have to teach kids that confusion is natural and necessary. And I would add normal and temporary. Normal, what does that mean? It means when a kid's confused, they think they're the only one. When they're sitting at their at their dining room table at home doing homework or in the hallway doing homework or wherever they do homework, wherever they're working on content, they think everyone else gets it. I'm the only one stuck. Everyone gets it. It's only me. There's a great freedom when you know that you're not the only one. So we want to, we want to quote, I don't like the word normal, but I want to use the word, we want to normalize that this, this occurs to everyone, different things, different, different confusion levels, but um, definitely happens. So it's normal, but it's also temporary, temporary, go back to Colin and tying the shoe. He's no longer confused about tying the shoe. Tom, the only way he would be confused still about tying shoes is if Gene and I, my wife, just continued to tie him forever. You see what I'm saying? So natural, necessary, normal, temporary. Go back six years. You're in the kitchen. Your daughter, Cecilia, is a seventh grader. She's pounding out decimals, fractions, ellipses, whatever she's doing that night. Uh, You're the dad. She is like throwing her pencil down. You take over the story here. I I just stop in and I say, hey, what's going on? And she, the, the, out of Cecilia's mouth and any other kid's mouth is, this is so stupid. This is awful. This is way too hard. We get too much homework. This, none of this makes sense. I don't get it. I'm dumb. Everyone else gets it. And when you say the words, are you confused right now? And they're like, yeah, I'm confused right now. Then you say, good. That's what's supposed 
to happen. Now they don't like hearing good, so you may want to soften that word. <laughs> but but the idea is I would look at my daughter and I would say, hey, remember, this is exactly what is supposed to happen when you learn new content. That's that's learning. It's a little uncomfortable. It stretches you, but this is how you grow. So so yeah, you're confused. If you keep working at it, and I'll help you, or I'll call Tom Cody, and we'll get you through this, uh, we'll see if we can keep climbing this mountain. Because in that moment, my whole goal is to keep her moving. I don't want her to quit. You see what I'm saying? And all she wants to do is quit. All any kid wants to do is quit. And that's all I did was quit. You know what I mean? When so you were a kid. When I was a kid, Yeah. And then eventually I, I, I met teachers that just would not allow me to quit. They, they just let me know they had my back and then on I, I kept climbing. So, so reminding them that this is part of the deal. And I never try to tell a kid, hey, it feels good, doesn't it? Yay. No, it doesn't. It feels miserable. When I can't figure out how to turn on the TV, I'm miserable. I feel awful and less than. You're confused, okay? Something's about to, something's about to get got in my head. But you also reminded Cecilia something else that night. I remember talking to you. You told her that Bethany, Stephanie, and oh, yeah. were also doing their homework. Totally. And totally. And confused. I said, I literally said, hey, what's Lily doing right now? She goes, I don't know. I go, you know what Lily's doing. She goes, homework. I go, yeah, she's confused. What do you think Gus is doing? Homework. He's confused. Gus isn't confused. Oh, Gus is confused. What about, you know, and yeah. and, and watch, Tom, I'm telling you. Her shoulders released. Her shoulders just went down. Tension left the body when she re recognized, oh, yeah, others are also experiencing this. I am not alone. And and let's say Gus wasn't confused. Let's say Gus ran right up the mountain because he went to Lego camp when he was one and he he read the dictionary when he was three. That has nothing with to do with the intelligence of your daughter. Right. Those two are totally disconnected. The kids tend to connect. She gets it. I don't means I'm dumb. No, your daughter can sing. Other kid can't sing. Yep. This kid's good at, I don't know, frogs. This other kid's not great at frogs. He's confused. But we got to start realizing that every kid has got gifts and every kid has some challenges. Mm -hmm. Confusion doesn't mean you're stupid. Say that again. Pull over if you have to in your car. Confusion does nothing to do with being stupid. It means... You just don't know something yet. Why E-T? Why E-T? Why E-T? I don't know it yet. If we could get this into elementary school vocabulary, mm -hmm. get not yet into middle school. And guess what? We got to get it in after high school, after oh, yeah. the army, after college, after trade school. Confusion is not going away, people, just because you get a piece of paper that says you graduated. Try right. marriage if you want to <laughs> see confusion. Try try to take care of your mom and assisted living during COVID. You want to see confusion? No. Yep. Forget trigonometry. Try talking to her through a window in the snowbank and trying to keep her alive. You know, I I just it's Kevin, you made a great point. The habit of quitting, it's like brushing your teeth. Yeah. If you brush left-handed, you're gonna brush left-handed tomorrow too. If you quit today, you're gonna quit tomorrow. If you quit tomorrow, you're gonna quit a year from tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You can't let kids develop the habit of I quit. I'm right. getting I'm getting excited here. Well, you're right, because it's easy. And 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 that discomfort of confusion, all you want anytime we're just uncomfortable, we want it to go away. 
And so we want the kids to understand that the better option is to keep trying to make it go away rather than quit. Because you quit, it'll go away temporarily, but then it's coming right back. You understand? And and that's what we want. Like Cecilia working on math as a sixth grader, I could care less what the content is. Whatever she walks away, if that if that content has a place in her head, great. What better and does have a place in her head and her heart is this thing called, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. And so now she's in college, not quitting. You know what I mean? And that's what we want. That's what we want. But 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 again, you can't just go, let's go brass tacks here. You can't go into a classroom as an educator and say, hey, kids, there's this thing called uh, confusion. It's it's natural and necessary, so when it gets difficult, just you'll be fine. All right, here we go. You have to sell this, Tom. You have to authentically sell this. And, and, and it's not a one and done. This is something, if you're a classroom teacher, you need to explain the mountain of learning. I, we recommend you explain the mountain of learning. Okay, just like Tom said, make a mountain, explain that at the bottom it's I don't get it, the top is I get it, and the middle is this valley of confusion. Um, have the kids write on the whiteboard or on their own little mountains on a piece of paper things that they get confused about so that they're aware of it, um, and then talk about persevering and climbing through. And then the next day, when you're working on fractions or when you're working on the five-paragraph form or you're working on transition sentences, mention confusion. Hey, this is going to get a little confusing, but we're going to work through it. You can't let this language go. Here's 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 a process, a ritual you can try. If you're an educator, listen to this. Get your little confusion mountain on the sideboard or wherever you got room for it, a piece of paper. Maybe cut one out of construction paper if you're elementary. If you're high school, you don't have construction paper, so get a red marker. Or scissors. If you're middle school, you can steal the red paper next door from the elementary school. Then you do your own because you're close enough to elementary. Anyway, you got a mountain. Now, right in the middle of class. It'd be cool if you just did this. All right. I just showed you three and three forest times, whatever. Stop. Everybody up. Run to the sideboard or walk. Don't hurt each other. Put your finger on the mountain where you're at right now. So you got 22 kids go over to the sideboard. One girl's down at the bottom going, I don't know what a fraction is. Other Four kids are pointing to the top going, I'm bored out of my mind because I got this two weeks ago. But now you got a little, you, you took their temperature. Number two, it's kinetic. You got kids out of their chair because they're sick of listening to you anyway. Love it. And you, mind can only absorb what the buttocks can absorb. Mm-hmm. So you get them out of the chair, maybe give each other a high five, no judgment, bottom of the hill. We're not giving grades out for this. It's just, I want to know where you're at. And, and, and the other thing is you're now self-advocating, self-assessing. And what Kevin, I love what you said there. You're stressing with your daughter the process more than the product. Mm-hmm. See, I'm more concerned with confusion and quitting than I am with three and three fours, which not a human being has ever multiplied two mixed numbers in history once they've achieved the state of Montana standard of multiplying this stuff. <laughs> no human has done this. And and so, but humans do run into confusion. So we're going to keep talking about our special guest today called confusion. Yeah. Because this is a big deal in life. It's not just a school thing. Yep. And I, I, as a dad, so I have, for those that don't know, I have four kids. So I have a, I have plenty of opportunities to model confusion for my kids because there's, it's constantly happening. It happens every spring when I, uh, when I try to start my lawnmower, 
It happens every winter when I'm trying to start my snowblower. Uh, I'm confused. I don't get it. Um, whenever we get any new piece of technology in my house, whether it's a TV, DVD player, whatever it may be, um, I, uh, I have to get Gina because I'm way confused. And, and I just let the kids know that, especially my youngest ones. Hey, Colin, I'm really confused about this. Let's, let's see if we can figure this out. This is going to take some work. Um, and I, there's power in that. So for a teacher, a classroom teacher or a coach, modeling that and, and just using the language frees the kid. It does. And, uh, and I, I can't stress it enough that it has to be a daily thing. It has to be. Let them know. Let them know when something's going to get difficult. Like I used to teach, I used to teach Shakespeare, and and I used to teach the comedies. And when if you just read them, no one's laughing because the kids don't get it. <laughs> I'm laughing, but I, what a challenge to help them see how Shakespeare is funny. So I would just let them know ahead of time. Hey, believe it or not, this is actually going to be like the funniest thing you've read in a long time. It's Shakespeare. It's going to be tough. There's going to be words you've never even never even heard of. There's going to be words that mean something different today than they did back then. This is going to be tough, but we're going to get it. We're going to keep climbing. We're going to go slow and let, let let's 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 find out why old Bill Shakespeare is so important to this world. And so I just let them know ahead of time. It's coming. So that they're not shocked. Because a lot of times this is shock stuff. The kids are like, whoa, I don't get it. I'm dumb. Shut down. Educators, want to change that quick habit. Time out. Quick time out. Kevin, how long did that take? You just heard it. I know. Minute 10. Yep. Two minutes and four seconds, whatever. Yep. And teachers, I know you're out there going, I don't have time to do that. People, you don't, it depends if you're into teaching or learning. Right. If you're into teaching, you don't have time for that. If you're into learning, make time for it. Maybe you do one less paragraph today. Maybe you yeah. do one less math problem. Maybe you do one less whatever. But what if the kids are actually now coming in with the attitude of, I think I can figure this out. I just mm-hmm. don't yet. That's different than this is too hard. I quit. Uh, it's a massive game changer for kids and academics. And yes, socially as well, for adults as well. But this is a massive game changer for kids and academics. Because remember... There are kids that have wonderful beliefs about themselves as learners, but there are kids that have a bunch of awful beliefs about themselves as learners, all of which teachers have to navigate. You know, that's what teachers sign up for. So if we can give them, if we can remove the roadblock of just because you're confused doesn't mean you're stupid, all in the hopes of them continuing and moving forward and, and persevering, your classroom's going to change. So to support what Tom just said, if you feel like you don't have the time, <laughs> Trust us, you're going to have more than enough time if you get this going in your class. Another thought I'm having is, I don't know who's listening to us right now, educator, parents, maybe you're, maybe you're both. Don't be afraid to share this podcast with your students. Maybe you do it formally in class. Maybe you play 10 minutes of this in your class for the kids. Say, I heard these guys on a podcaster or share this with your daughter who's freaking out about her A-push history class, you know. Uh, U.S. history. Uh, it just this is a gift if people can start removing this roadblock halfway up the hill. Now, Kevin, what if you don't get up the hill? What if you don't get Shakespeare? You you, you do you got a D minus whatever on the test. You you tried. You went in for help. Uh, it wasn't your jam. You failed. Right? That's failure. Well, is it failure? Well, I would say no. 
I would say, yeah, maybe the grade, maybe the grade that's reflecting what I showed in the moment isn't the shiniest, brightest thing on the planet. But what matters in the real world? That little letter or the fact that I persevere? Like I'm straight up, I am not going to get thermodynamics. You understand what my my college roommate was studying? And in, in I'm not going to get that. I can try, and I can put my shoulder into it, but I'm probably not going to get to the top of the mountain. You know, it's going to take way too much time to get me to the top of the thermodynamic mountain. But there's, there's, I think there's, there's a gift in the try still. I'm going to benefit from trying, you know? So I think Tom's getting at, we got to let kids know that it's okay if that's not your thing. You know, if, if for me in math, you know, it would, I may not scream to the top of the mountain. I may get three quarters of the way up and my grade reflects a C or a B minus or whatever. Cool. As long as I didn't try, as long as I, or excuse me, as long as I didn't stop trying, it's a victory. It's a, it's a, you could give me an F, Tom, but as long as I kept my shoulder in, cool. We got a graphic in our first book about aiming. And kid, let's say you aim for a B, a Bravo, and you only get a C. Well, that's because you aimed higher. You know, we want the kids to aim to get up the hill all the way. Some kids, if you're just aiming to quit, you'll achieve that goal. But I want the kids to aim a little higher. And then if your arrow falls a little short of the target, you still got something. Right. And not only that, but you practice shooting arrows at the hill. Like yep. uh, we're mixing some metaphors here. That's uh, okay. But I want to point out a quick story from uh, three months ago. I was in a uh, K-6 school and I talked for 10 minutes. This is how fast you can figure this out. I'm talking for 10 minutes, little PowerPoint to 150 fifth graders. I say at the end, anybody get anything out of this? And I show them out and whatever. This little guy, I think his name was Nathan. We handed him the microphone and he said this. An hour ago, I thought I was stupid because hmm. I struggle in math. I realized just listening to you for 10 minutes, that's got nothing to do with my stupidity or intelligence. It's just, this is a thing I don't get yet. This is a fifth grade boy. Wow. Think about fifth grade boys. They're not renowned for having insights, but this no. kid like this. And then the principal went up and said to him, here, give me that mic again. Would you say that again to your classmates? And he had the kid repeat it because he said, I think some kids weren't listening. He says, can you see the power in this kid's life? Fifth grader. You it's know? unbelievable. Now, does he remember that the next day? I, I don't know. Well, I and that's where I rattle cages and say, we need the educators for that. We need the continued support schools across this planet but definitely across the united states are full of educators that are kind caring and loving so that kid needs the next day the next class period that next recess period that next lunchtime to be there reminding him hey confusion's part of the deal dude this is this is kind of what goes down oh sixth grade this is going to be a great year with a lot of growth but it's going to be confusing but we're going to get it that has to be continued. That Think of the gift of these 13 years that we give to kids, education. They don't, I get it. The kids don't get how, what a gift education is, but we get to aid in their human development for 13 years. And what's better for the planet? A kid that leaves after 12th grade that goes and quits or a kid that goes, no matter what they do after 12th grade, they go out and they continue trying. The world needs triers. We need people that don't quit. There's so many things we can't quit on right now. It's it's 
and if we instill it, if we if we if we plant the seed, water the darn thing, goodness sakes, I think we'll change the world that way. Yeah, and and the four of us at Top Twenty Training, by the way, info at top20training.com if you want to contact us. But here's our commercial. We provide tools like this to these great, effective, healthy educators. And at least we got some vocab, we got some stuff. And if we can train up the teachers just a little bit in some of these metaphors, I think that they're powerful when shared with kids. That's really what we do. So if you want us, email us. And we got some more stuff like this too. And we work directly with students too. Uh, I just, Tom, I just had my first hour session at a school here in St. Paul hour and newsflash, two of my children were in that room, but yeah, went and shared exactly what Tom said, tools and strategies to help them think, learn, and communicate more effectively. So that's what we do. We love doing it. And guess what? We're pretty darn good at it and it's fun, enjoyable. It's easy to implement. It rings bells right away. Uh, we would love to share these things with your with your faculty and staff, your students, your teams, your your student leaders, the captains, the parents. I got um, one more place that we should go. I don't think they're going to invite us. Oh, is if it, we could just work a little bit on confusion in the House of Representatives. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe there there was some confusion in the last couple of weeks, and maybe we could help those folks get up the mountain, get the aha, and figure out <laughs> this thing called leadership and politics. Now We need to continue climbing. And I'm not talking about the right or the left or the blue or the red or the donkeys or the elephants here. The whole crew looks lost to me. And so yeah. that's my take on this. <laughs> Forget the fifth graders. We got to work on our... Yep. I'll just leave it at that. There we go. Hey, so so one last time for folks listening confusion and the and the feelings that come with being confused are typically negative so we need to tell kids ready confusion is a natural and necessary part of the learning process it's totally normal it's totally temporary as long as they keep climbing the mountain so hey you know what and i'm not even gonna, i'm gonna do another little plug we have wonderful posters at www.top20training.com. And I'm looking at one right now, Tom. It says, Climbing the Mountain of Learning Through the Valley of Confusion. It's a nice green hue. It's beautiful. They can find that on our website store. We have one of those. And soon to return, the return of the old school retro buttons. We have the old, like the needle in the back button, like the whole deal. You can't Bring in 80s all. back. We're bringing yep. it back, and we wear those around. They stay confusion rocks. Confusion mm-hmm. rocks. Notice the connection from rocks to mountain. It's Ooh. We, really, we really put a lot of thought on that one. Ooh. But, again, we got these around. We travel around. You'll see them on the website. We're getting the button machine going again. But those are just props and tricks and posters. What it really yeah. comes down to is a loving, caring, effective educator or parent who cares enough about the kids to lead them through this grueling process of confusion Uh, thanks for listening Uh, it's great having this uh special guest today called confusion uh kevin and i gonna do more of these topical podcasts this winter uh we look forward to seeing you seeing you hearing you you're not gonna see we're not we look forward to having you hear us yes that's what i was trying to say we look forward to sharing our time with you next time and and i gotta say this it's it's been great to watch uh 
this stuff spread by seeing how many people are listening. So, so please, 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 um, subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get it and, uh, share it, text it to a friend. Let's, let's go. Let's, let's get this thing cooking. Uh, thanks so much, folks. We will, we will hear you later. Is that what you say? No, I don't, I don't know either. No. We'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> we're really nice people. We're not very good at this, but we're no, really we're- nice people. And we're great at happy hour, whether it's Sprite or other. All right. right. Later. See you next time. Episode 31 is done. Hope you're not confused, or if you are, you realize it's just totally fine. It's a natural, necessary part of whatever you're doing if you're doing something called learning. So thanks for listening. Um, As always, just a reminder, Top 20 Training is a social-emotional learning company. We help teams, schools, Uh, businesses, communities, think, learn, and communicate more effectively with a host of content pieces full of enjoyment, engagement, resonation, and it just straight up, you feel good afterwards, which is, which is kind of a good thing these days. So if you need anything, let us know info at top20training.com, www.top20training.com. Please do us a favor, hit subscribe, share this out to someone. All the best. Thanks so much for being along for this week's ride.